Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, I want to thank everyone who texted us. I always say we have the best listeners in the world. Uh, one person texted me a link to the lyrics to Hail to the Chief, and apparently the original song that the tune was set to had one set of lyrics, and then later the Hail to the Chief lyrics were written. Hail to the Chief, we have chosen for the nation. Hail to the Chief, we salute him one and all. Hail to the Chief as we pledge cooperation in proud fulfillment of a great noble call. So those are the first lyrics. I'm not going to read them all. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, also want to thank folks who texted me on the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and text line at 504-260-1870 uh, about uh, the movie was My Fellow Americans, where the past presidents are talking about their lyrics to hail to the chief. Yes, very funny indeed. Coming up, I'll read you text about whether or not you carry a wallet, because I don't want to delay any longer getting to Ali Cosell, the editor-in-chief of The Bird Rights. Morning, Ali. Good morning. How are we doing? Ah, well, glad the All-Star game is over. What a farce that yeah. was. <laughs> that was ugly to watch. I agree. And Adam Silver was a right to be angry afterwards. He yeah, had well, pumped it up saying this was going to be where the players are actually going to try and it's going to be competitive. It was anything but. <laughs> yeah, not a lick of defense played. And when the winning team, the East, scores 211 points to yeah. the West's 186, yeah, what a joke. Uh, and not a single Pelican in the all-star game itself do you think these guys are going to use that as kind of a chip on their shoulder to say wait we've got something to prove some of us are all-stars i do i know the mentality of some of those players in, in the uh, locker room actually feel that right so they will exude it and i think brandon ingram will definitely be one of those players he has mentioned on several occasions that he thinks he's one of the best players in the nba and he was just recently asked how do you feel about not making this all-star game well, he just simply replied, I don't plan on missing any more. So, yeah, without a doubt. And that's a good thing, right? Pelicans are shaping up to have one of their best seasons in history, right? Franchise history. And if you can carry over any kind of, you know, extra incentive into finishing these last 27 games out strongly, hey, I think that's good. You know, the Pelicans went into the All-Star break on a very impressive, what, winning eight out of nine games heading into the break and beating some teams that they really were not expected to beat and stepping up their level of play. It looked like they kind of found a new gear. And do you think that continues after the break? And do they get into the top four in the playoff run? Yeah, that's the biggest question because it seems like getting five or six well within reach, right? They've kind of separate themselves from the pack with the Phoenix Suns. But can you get in the top four and host a, a game or excuse me, a playoff series here in New Orleans? That'd be fantastic. But it'll be a tough, you know, tough mountain to climb. Those 
four above, right, Phoenix and New Orleans. They're fantastic. They've been up there all season. And it doesn't appear that unless injury strikes one of those teams, they're not going to fall back, right? I mean, you've gone through two-thirds of the schedule, and you largely are what you are. But here's the hopeful thing about the Pelicans. I think they're now rounding into playing kind of their best ball of the season, as you mentioned. Great winning streak, um, or I should say way more wins than losses. And you've got a kind of an easy schedule coming up. After the first game when they come out of the All-Star break against Houston, the next nine games will be against the Eastern Conference. It's, a, it's largely a conference that isn't as strong as the West. And the Pelicans, they've taken great, done a great job of beating up on, on teams that are kind of average or even worse, right? That sometimes placates the good teams to where they just, for whatever reason, can't come out and beat subpar teams. But that isn't the Pelicans' issue whatsoever. And now that they did beat the Los Angeles Clippers a week and a half ago, by one of the best teams in the league over the last two and a half, three months. Yeah, there's hope that this team can suddenly beat the good elite teams because they were struggling to do that. So I think what we're seeing is this team is also going to start playing more minutes in terms of their starters, their best players. And that's, that bodes well too, right? Getting those playoff rotations set. So Zion Williamson, who on the season's averaging 30 minutes. Well, in the month of February, he's now averaging 34 minutes um, a game. So I think it's all pointing to where – yeah, there's a good chance they're going to close out strongly, and maybe you can get in that top four. We'll see. You know, the concern the last several years was obviously injuries. Every time the Pelicans seemed to be putting it together, one of the big three went down and could not play. Do you do you get the sense that by kind of backing off on minutes during the season thus far, the whole mindset was let's try to keep these guys as healthy as we can, be competitive, but have them available down the stretch when we're really going to need them to make a playoff push and to push through the playoffs. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I think that has been seen, right, with Zion Williamson. He has not played in most of the back-to-backs to date, right? So he's resting in neither one of those two games. And also his minutes have been curtailed. And I think, right, the Pelicans had to figure out something, try anything. And I think that has largely been one of their plans this season is not to push him too hard. Make sure we get to see him in the final, not only the final months of the season, but get him to the playoffs for the first time in his career. So that seems to be on track. But I think a lot of credit also deserves just to go to the players, right? Brandon Ingram's missed one game all year. I think he played 44-45 last season. So just barely half, really just over half of the schedule last season. So I, I think these guys have taken upon themselves just to, you know, do the right thing, stay on top of their conditioning, things like that. I mean, Zion's just the other day told us he's up to about 93% of feeling like Zion. So he's not even at 100 yet. So, yeah, I think it's been in conjunction, the team plus the players. They've just wanted to finally, you know, take that step forward because last year was real disappointment, right? Everybody felt it. So I think everybody owned up to it, did what they needed to over the summer, and it's carried into this season where they're monitoring everything they need to, getting it right. Yeah, I'm just I'm hesitant to get too excited because every time we've let this Pelicans team lure us in and think that it's oh, it's their time, they're going to make a run. 
it just doesn't pan out. But this season, I'm almost there. I'm I'm very tempted to let myself get excited and think that maybe we could see uh, a significant playoff run this year. Yeah, no, I, I completely feel those sentiments. I've, I've been following this team since they first came from Charlotte. And more times than not, there's something that, you know, would strike or some kind of disappointment would ensue. And, of course, you'd be like, okay, well, let's wait till next year. No, it, I'll tell you what, you nailed it. If this big three can stay healthy and enter the playoffs playing together, you really like their chances. So even if they don't feel the, uh, one of these playoff series, the first-round series here at home, you like their chances almost to beat any team in the league. I mean, they've dismantled Minnesota a few times, played well against them. They've beaten Oklahoma City. I mean, they've beaten all the top teams, but against some of them. Yeah, and, and the like Timberwolves and Thunder are one and two in the Western Conference. Right. No, I know. But I, I, when I just look at matchups, I'd rather face one of those two rather than facing, you know, the champs in Denver or the Clippers who, you know, they play kind of largely the style of the Pelicans and they have so much experience. You don't want to face that. You know, and you kind of almost hope, and I think it was evidence during the uh, All-Star broadcast, that maybe teams are underestimating the Pelicans because of their recent history. Warriors forward Tremont Green said, no one's worried about the Pelicans on the national broadcast. I know, I caught him saying that, but you would expect him to say that. He's that type. In his mind, if you haven't been there, haven't won everything, well, then he doesn't, you know, basically count you as any kind of obstacle. But I have heard, even this even goes back to last season when the Pelicans disappointed. People did not want, I should say, opposing players, opposing teams did not want to face the Pelicans. So when they got in the playing tournament last season, but they bowed out to Oklahoma City Thunder, a lot of teams were saying, wow, I hope the Pelicans don't come out because they know the firepower on this team. I mean, look, it's a deep team. Plus, they've got legitimate kind of stars in Brandon Ingram and Zion, who I think will raise, elevate their game in the playoffs. So it's a well-rounded team, and now the shooting is there. That's something I think we've never seen before, right, the way they shoot the ball now. So I wouldn't want to face this team. I know Draymond's just got a reputation to stick to, but I think if you ask anybody legitimately, yeah, they wouldn't want to face this team. Ali Cosell, editor-in-chief of The Bird, writes, willing to make a prediction on uh, where the – Pelicans end the regular season. Do they make it into the top four? And do they host a playoff series? I think, well, sadly, it's going to be five or six. And I just really hope it doesn't end up to where they end up at five. And then you've got to go through the Kevin Durant, right, and all those that trio of stars in Phoenix or the Clippers. Just avoid those two teams for me. But, yeah, get inside the playoffs. No play-in tournament. And I think that's going to happen. Thank you, Ali. We appreciate it, and we'll look more forward to talking to you more down the stretch and reading more on the bird rights from Ali Cosell. Thank you so much. Go Pals. Thank you. All right. I'm Dave Cohen in for Tommy Tucker on WWL. Let's get caught up on WWL traffic. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.